Welcome to the Deliciously Alive podcast, where we explore what's possible when we allow ourselves the full human experience. My name is Sarah Campbell, and I'm your host. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing real and actionable insights on how to tap into your desires, feel truly alive, adventurous, and inspired to take action. I believe to my core that a vibrant, radiant, delicious life is possible for you. So pull up a comfy seat or join me on your favorite walk and we'll take this wild, messy, brilliant journey to living a life that lights us up together. Have you ever had a year where you go into it with great ideas or resolutions for the year ahead? You know the ones. Start a side hustle lose 10 pounds, finally take that pottery class you've been eyeing, but then life happens. And then you finish out the year only to see your original plans hanging out exactly where you left them in some journal you forgot about along the way. And if you have, guess what? You're in good company. Less than 8% of people actually stick to their resolutions each year, which means you aren't the only one. But there's one secret that turns that 8% into a much higher chance of success. I got this from Evergreen Journal, and it shows us or it states that reflection gives our brain an opportunity to pause amidst the chaos to really sort through and think about our observations and experiences and interpret our past to give new meaning for the future. Simply put, we will not grow from our experiences if we don't understand them. And I couldn't agree more. The power of reflection is something I totally underestimated for a really long time. It wasn't until I was talking to a friend recently and she was sharing her reflective process at the end of the year that I realized I had been missing out on a really important step. So I started implementing this in my own life. And I can tell you, it really informed a lot of what I planned as a result of what I learned from the simple act of looking back. And so in this episode, we're going to explore why reflection is the critical first step in moving forward, some key areas you can reflect on and questions to ask yourself when you're going through your own reflective process, and a bonus concept that isn't talked about that much, but it might flip your New Year's resolution planning on its side. Let's go. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is so awesome to be here. I wanted to talk about this because I know I shared it just a a few minutes ago, but this was really something that I had underestimated the importance of. And it's something that I knew was important and I just didn't give it as much thought as it deserved. And When it comes to looking ahead and planning ahead, for me, it's really easy to jump into the new exciting things that I want to do or that I want to change in the new year. But reflection really is that critical first step in moving forward. It feels kind of boring. And if you're not happy with your progress, it's not really that fun to look back sometimes because it shows to you what your progress was or wasn't. But here's the thing. You've often done more than you remember. And it was really interesting. I 
mentioned talking to my friend about this and she had gone through this reflective process for herself. And she, she had said she finished out the year feeling kind of like meh about the year and it was, you know, it was okay, nothing special. And she had shared with me that once she started looking at the different areas of her life and the different things that she had kind of set out to do along the way, she actually started writing it down and realizing, oh, I did that. Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, and I did that. And I did that. And so I think more times than not, you've often done more than you remember. It just takes a little bit of time. And then once you hit a few of those off, then you start that brainstorm mode where you can start to bring out some of the things that you kind of forgot you did. And that's what happened to me, too. I so I did this process for myself. And I listed off a few of the things that had happened, you know, later in the year, just because they were fresh in my memory. And then I realized I was starting to write down things from the spring that I had forgotten that I even had done. And so sometimes it can feel like it's going to be kind of energetically draining and you're like, I didn't even do anything this year, but try it. And I think you'll probably be surprised at what you come up with. And the truth is this, is that if you're not reflecting, you're often repeating the same mistakes or you're not picking up on the areas of opportunity to shift. And this is something that I definitely can see in my past. And I'm sure I'm not the only one where it's kind of embarrassing. I'll look in a journal or a look, you know, somewhere I've written my goals down and I'm like, oh yeah, I said that I was going to do that. (laughs) And I'm repeating the same mistakes because I'm not putting in, you know, for whatever reason, maybe I'm not putting in a contingency plan for what's going to happen when I don't want to do the thing or whatever it is. But if you're not looking back and looking at the things you set out to do and why you may not have done them or why they may have taken longer or whatever the thing is, There's usually some golden nuggets in there for you to get what you want and usually a lot faster if you start to see the patterns and you can't really start to see the patterns unless you look back. So sometimes an approach just needs tweaking and you won't notice unless you look back. And perfect example would be exactly what I said, like building in a contingency plan. What is, I talked about this recently on an episode about leadership of self and a true leadership of self is really being able to look into the future and having a vision and a plan and having that, like the what you're going to do and how, but then also getting the support in place. And so maybe your approach is just missing the support in place. Maybe it's an accountability buddy at the gym or whatever it is. But unless you look back and you see the pattern, you're not going to really make progress as quickly as you could if you really commit to this process of reflecting. And so when I did this, there are some key areas you can reflect on and some questions you can ask yourself when you're going through your own reflective process. And remember, this can sometimes feel awesome and sometimes it doesn't feel super great. So it's really important to give yourself some grace when you're doing this and do it at a time when you're not being too hard on yourself. You really need to have an open mind and 
where you're able to look for opportunities and not default to that internal trash talk that you can spiral down into if you're looking at something that you didn't accomplish. It's easy to go there. And so you really need to be in a place mentally where you can give yourself grace and space to be like, okay, I didn't do that thing. Why didn't I do that thing? What was it that tripped me up? What was it that got in my way? And then that way, you that's where you can start to see the opportunities. But there are endless questions. When I looked this up for myself, there was so many questions. And I actually ended up making my own list inspired from a website, instituteofyou.org, and they did a year in review post. And so they had a lot of questions listed there. And so I kind of picked the ones that resonated with me and added a few and that kind of thing. So I ended up with some questions that I will I'll share with you now, and I'll put them in the show notes as well, because there's quite a few of them, but I'll just share them now just because and give context for what it is I was looking for or I was digging for when I was going through this activity or this process for myself. So the first is, what was the most important lesson that you learned this year? And for me, that was something that was important because aside from my goals, there's always usually a lesson, an overarching lesson or theme, or maybe it's a couple that you learn that may not be tied to a specific goal, but it just informs your way of being and the way that you show up in life so much in a, a growth-focused or growth-minded way. And so that was a good one for me. And I even went a little bit farther and said, what did I learn about myself? Because there's lessons specifically about myself and then lessons about, you know, my life and the greater, you know, greater and the people around me and that kind of thing. So those are the top two. And then what is the best thing that happened? And what are you thankful for this year? Those really kind of kickstart you into this really gratitude focused energy where you can move forward. And what are you most proud of was another one. Because you really want to just get love on yourself. Some of this reflective process is, how can I do better next year? But it's also like, how did I kick ass? How am I amazing? So that I can really give myself that internal validation. A lot of us, we, and myself included, we just default a lot of times to that external validation that we're looking for, the likes, the comments, the praise from others. And so going through this process for me was another way to layer on my ability to give myself the internal validation that I can really be true to myself and I can really start to build that relationship with myself where I don't need to look outside of myself for that validation. And then the next one is what is the best decision that you made? And then another, how did you live by your core values? These, again, are just pointing yourself back to what did you do good? Give yourself a pat on the back here. What new skills did you learn and what new habits did you start? If you're really showing to yourself what you focused on, and so if you come back with these questions and you're like, oh, I didn't actually learn any new skills, for one, I'd probably challenge that. You probably did learn new skills in the year that you can give yourself a pat on the back for. But it also is, it uncovers areas that you may want to focus on in the new year. And that's what this reflective process is all about. It's looking at 
the goals, your progress, but it's also looking at you and being growth minded and developing personally and professionally. And what opportunities do you have in the future to do that on an even greater level? And so those questions really lend itself to being able to plan out, okay, I didn't really focus on learning any new skills. I was just kind of in maintenance mode and that's totally fine. But if you do look at the new year and you're like, I kind of do want to start focusing on new skills and building my skills because it's going to impact, you know, my experience with my family or my revenue or whatever it is, then it just shows you those areas. The next ones were what specific goals did you make and where are you compared to where you want it to be? And so that's more goal specific. Then there's a couple, one, what process did you make toward improving your physical and mental health? And I put that one there. You could do it about all the areas of your life, but I put that one there specifically because when you don't have your physical and mental health in a good place, there's a lot that it's hard to argue which area of your life is the most important, but your physical and mental health really set either a strong foundation or a crumbly foundation for a lot of the other things. For example, if your physical health is out of whack, then, you know, you may experience trouble with your relationships because you can't play with your kids as much. Or you may, if you're experiencing some struggles in mental health, then you may not be able to show up fully in your love life or in the impact that you want to make. And so that one I really focused in on. And you can expand this to whatever questions you want. Like if you want to reflect on each area of your life, then you can do that. But that one was kind of a baseline for me that has such a ripple effect and a trickle down effect for all the areas of my life. So the next one is what challenges did you overcome? And that one was important to me because being growth minded, that was something that I knew I wanted to look back on and know that I put myself out there. And to follow that up, I also asked myself, how did you fail? And those, again, they just really give me an indication or a marker on how well I'm doing at putting myself out there, getting in uncomfortable situations that potentially are leading to, hopefully, leading to growth. And then asking myself, what got in the way of my success and how did I let go of, or what did I let go of as a result? And so again, this is looking at kind of uncovering the challenge piece, the piece that may not have gone so well. And what was something that I can learn here? And how are you different from a year ago? That was actually a really interesting question because I feel like a lot of times it's easy to finish out a year and be like, what happened? I don't even know what happened. I feel like I didn't go anywhere. I just spun my wheels. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's stuff that happened. We are definitely different one year to the next. And so it can give us just that little sense of progress when it comes to moving forward. Or maybe you feel like you move backward and that's fine because it just gives you a mile marker of where you are. And if you don't know where you are, it's just so hard to go anywhere. What energized you and what drained you? That was a big one for me because there is so much to be said about the energy that we spend 
And if there are things in your life, and I've learned this and I've seen this in my own life, that are consuming, they're all consuming, and they really take a lot of your brain space and your thoughts, it really is good to take note of that because that is something that is such a distraction from wherever you want to go in life. And so noticing what drained you, noticing what kind of was that energy suck is a really, really big one for me because I feel like not everyone has this experience, but for anyone who can identify with that people pleasing, that for anyone who can relate to feeling that need to please, I think Oprah called it the disease to please, or maybe it was Brene Brown, I forget. I think it was in a conversation with both of them, but that you can really, that drain of energy is really good to take note of. And similarly, what energizes you? Because that's a really good indication of where to focus your efforts in the new year. The next couple were who or what had the biggest impact on your life this year and how? And then how were you kind to yourself and what did you leave unfinished? And so those are just another couple that really gave me an indication, kind of a temperature check on how I was doing with my goals and with my relationship to self and that kind of thing. What would you do differently if you could? And so this, you know, when we look at the new year, a lot of people treat the new year like you know, fresh start and it's just the next day you can choose to have a fresh start whenever you want to. But looking at what you did differently or you would do differently is a great way of just creating intention for the year ahead, whether you're starting this on New Year's or whether you're starting this, you know, on May 22nd, whatever that is, you could look at this and say, what would I do differently if I could? And what advice would you give to your last year self? That was a really interesting one because it was kind of all encompassing of all the above questions because it was all based out of these learnings. But it was good to go through all these questions because I don't necessarily think I would have come up with the answer that I did had I not spent the time thinking about the questions that I just went through. So there's a couple more. What are you going to continue doing? What do you want to change? What will you do to step out of your comfort zone? How will you learn from your mistakes and course correct quickly? Because there's a lot to be said for momentum and how quickly if we can fail forward and fail course correct. It's really everything's a test. I've heard, you know, marketing's all a test. Well, life's all a test, really. And then the next is what do you want to accomplish? How will you help others? Because I think a lot of our the purpose-filled part of us that we all generally are looking for, depending on where we are in our life. Sometimes we're just at that point where we're just surviving. We're just trying to get by. And that's kind of, you know, in maintenance mode. Once we do get to a place that we can pour into others, that is something that's a really important question, I think, for all of us, because we do shine and we do get a lot of fulfillment out of our service to others. And what personal qualities do you want to strengthen? What skills do you want to learn? So it's kind of a follow-up question from last, from what skills did you learn? How will you take care of yourself? What will you say no to? Who will you ask for help and support from? 
And who do you want to become next year? And the last one, who do you want to become next year? That was an interesting perspective shift for me this year is that I was really focused on, you know, do, 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 and then I will be. And it was an interesting belief kind of flipped the switch that I went through. And I shared it on a podcast earlier this year about showing up and being that person right now. When you can be clear with yourself, if you have clarity around who you want to be and show up as that person, then the things that you need to do will come with that. But if you can show up ahead of time as the person you need to be, then you're in a really good place. It's like pouring fuel on the fire. And so that was a really good question at the end there. So these are the questions that I asked myself. Again, I'll put these in the show notes because I kind of talked a little bit about some of them. Some of them I just kind of skimmed over. But it really was eye-opening to me because I think I should have done this actually. But the things that I would have said that I wanted to do this year changed as a result of the reflection. And I hadn't officially you know, sat down and wrote out goals and things like that before I did this reflection. But internally, if I think about it, I know that there was some changes in what I decided that I wanted to do as a result of asking myself these questions. And so it really just goes to show this reflective process is so critical when it comes to moving forward with intention and with purpose. We can move forward, but the risk that we take is that if we move forward without the reflective process, we often end up in somebody else's version of success because we're picking up cues, whether we think it or not, in our subconscious about societal norms of success or our parents' norms of success or whatever it is. And so that's when we get into this moment in time where we look around and we're like, how did I get here? And so doing this reflective process really increases the chances that we end up on a path and a trajectory that feels really true to us personally. And we can show up as our best self to serve as how we can best do in our communities and just makes the world so much of a better place when we can turn inward and really get to know ourselves a little bit so that we can act out of intention in alignment with ourselves. And then the bonus concept that I said that I was going to talk about, this is something that isn't talked about that much, but it is in certain circles, but it might flip your New Year's resolution planning on its side because I know that I've been hearing this in some of my friend circles where people are like, I'm just not ready. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just over this whole New Year's resolutions thing, which makes sense because if we're looking at 8% of people actually follow through with their resolutions, it can get pretty discouraging. And But it's really interesting. I've recently been paying a little bit more attention to the way we sync up with nature cycles around us. And so this concept, like I said, it's not talked about a lot, but in certain circles it is. But the New Year's is on the Gregorian calendar. And basically, it's a calendar that the Pope made because it was inconvenient 
to go by some of the other calendars, like the lunar calendar, because they were based off of, I forget what it is, it's like 20, 28 point something days. So then it gets really confusing because the date, it's not a clean break for on a 24 or 40, a 24 hour calendar. And so dates fluctuate and change every year. So you'd have like holidays on different days and things like that. So, so, but this old Gregorian calendar that the Pope made up doesn't go with the cycles of nature. It was made to create that consistency around the fact that the other types of tracking were inconsistent and hard to manage. And so winter is typically that when that turning inward happens and it's a perfect time to reflect, but it's not necessarily the most natural time to start new things. And so I know that this may feel different for friends in different parts of the world, but in North America, where I am at least, it's still pretty cold and barren and it doesn't feel like the natural time to start something fresh. It's more, that feels more of a springish kind of thing. So there's a couple different calendars, the Lunar New Year calendar, which is based off the moon cycles. And that is actually pretty prevalent in a lot of different cultures. So it's around the Chinese calendar. So a lot of East Asian celebrate around the Lunar New Year. And there's actually a couple different cultures that do. And the Lunar New Year is actually January 22nd this year, but it changes because it's not based on a clean cut 24 hour calendar. But yeah, it's at, it's on the 22nd of January this year. And there's also some people that measure their new year based on the solstices and the equinoxes or as the earth turns, which is another way that nature functions. And these, the lunar cycles and the way that your earth turns, if we look nature and we look at animals around us and you really see the hibernation and the new babies being born in the spring, there really is a true rooted connectedness with animals and with nature and the cyclical cycle of nature. And so it only makes sense that would extend to us as well. And the thing is, it's your energy, your sleep patterns, if you're feeling motivated or lazy or your eating habits, and a lot more, honestly, are affected by nature, just like the animals and the plants. And it's a really cool way to align more with nature's cycles and remove the friction that comes from pushing through just to get it done. And I think a lot of people feel that it's January 1st, I need to, you know, put my New Year's resolutions into place and push through and because that's the thing you do when it's a new calendar year. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And so if you're feeling like you want to experience this fresh start that a lot of people use January 1st for, but you're not quite there yet in your body, try out one of the other cycles and just see if it's more aligned with how you feel because it's certainly more aligned with nature and just try it on and see how it feels. Because the thing is here is that starting fresh and new feels really fun, but it usually isn't the most productive or effective without the reflection that creates that massive impact when it's done first. And so if you take the time to reflect, it will make you so much more likely to move forward with ease. So consider the reflection questions in the show notes if you haven't already. 
you may have done your own process or have your own questions or take some of them, add your own, whatever. Use them to inform any tweaks to your approach to the new year. So if you've set your goals, do this reflective process and then look back at your goals and see if you would still choose the same thing. Or if you haven't set goals and you want to, then do the reflection first, then set your goals. And if you want to scrap it all, <laughs> that's totally fine too. There's no right answer here, but I think the one right answer for me anyways in my experience is this reflective process really does help no matter what you are setting out to achieve because it allows you to see the learnings that we so easily skim over if we don't take a second to look back and assess what happened and for the opportunities. So with that, I hope you have the most amazing day and wishing you the most amazing 2023 and new year. And if you're going to set goals, then good luck. I know that you will go after them. And I'm really, really excited to cheer you on along the way. Thank you so much for listening to the Deliciously Alive podcast with me today. We hope it brought value to you and created a bit of inspiration and encouragement that will move you into action. For more, you can head on over to deliciouslyalive.com forward slash guide to get our free resource guide that will show you actionable ways to live an incredible life, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would love it too or leave a rating and review. It means the world to us and gives us feedback on what to do more of. That's all for this episode. So till next time, stay curious, be brave, and take inspired action toward that delicious life meant especially for you.